Are you ready for it? Welcome to Ready For It, a Taylor Swift podcast. I'm Chandler. I'm Rebecca. I'm Bailey. And I'm Lizzie. So be fearless. Speak now. Put on your favorite shade of red. While shaking it off in a getaway car. Because sometimes you need to calm down. And wrap yourself up in your favorite cardigan. To find some happiness. And listen as we talk about the iconic poet herself, Miss Swift. Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast, Ready For It, a Taylor Swift podcast. Today's song that we're going to be talking about is A Place in This World, and it is the fourth song on her debut album. All right, so some general background um, for A Place in This World is it was written by Taylor Swift, Robert Ellis Oral, Angelo Petragon. I'm butchering that last I name. I totally looked up was... how to like pronounce his last name and forgot to write it down. But you did not say it right. <laughs> I probably did it. And I'm, I apologize uh, for mispronouncing, but I'm really bad at it. Um, anyways, um, it was produced by Nathan Chapman. It was released in October 24th, 2006. Recorded January 15th. Now, this says 2004 and 2006. Uh, I'm not sure why it says two different years. Maybe she recorded it again in 2006. Maybe it was one of her demo songs. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, and they might have gone back and then, like, rewrote some of the stuff and edited it and then recorded. Um, the length is three minutes and 22 seconds long. And some general background. So she wrote this song November of 2003 when she was 13. At the time, her family, they were li- still living in Pennsylvania, but they would frequently travel to Nashville in an attempt to get her a record deal. They eventually relocated to Nashville in 2004, which then she would, you know, was offered her developmental deal with RCA Records and thus beginning the whole journey. And basically, the song is about her dream of becoming a famous musician. She knew that that's what she wanted for her life, but she was unsure whether or not she was actually going to reach that goal. And yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it. It's for me, it reminds me of, have you guys ever listened to um, Outside Looking In by Jordan Pruitt? Have you guys ever listened to that song? And this song has always reminded me of that song. Same. Like that, when I first heard this back in 2000 and whatever, um, I that's the first song I thought of because it's like that song also the outside on this album reminds me of that song too yeah I agree so who knows maybe she got some inspo from Jordy Pruitt I don't know maybe not because they were probably released around the same time I think she wrote this song around the same time that the outside on the outside looking in was released so I don't know who knows either way it's that kind of song you know it's a song like you want to belong in this world but you're not really sure if you fit yet and you're just trying but you're like like this song is very like optimistic you know what I mean but yet it's still a little like naive yes it's like maybe not naive but maybe just not as mature I guess I'm not sure See, I disagree. I think this yes. song is really mature for being... Really? When she wrote it when she was 13 years old. Some of... We'll talk about it when we get to the lyrics, but I just find some of the lyrics really, like, it shocks me that she was 13 when she thought these things. Yeah, I feel like... I don't know. For me, to be honest, this is definitely one of my skips on um, debut. It's just not, like... I don't know. It just doesn't get me. Yes. Yes. If I'm, like, listening to all of debut with no skips... 
I, you know, want to go back and listen to her country stuff, then yeah, I will listen to it. But to be honest, if I'm just playing like, you know, a Taylor Swift playlist and it's all of her songs, I'm more inclined to skip this one. Unless I'm committed (laughs) to listening to the whole album all the way through, I'm not, yeah, I'm not staying on this one. When I first heard the whole album, this was not my favorite song, but there have been times in my life where I've listened to this song on repeat, mostly in high school and middle school. I I, I skip it. It's not my top five on this album. Uh, do you want to know a fun fact before we go yeah. on to the next thing? So a little trivia. She originally wanted the name of her first album of debut to be A Place what? in This World, which I what? didn't know. I didn't know that either. I didn't know. Until just now, <laughs> well, until today, until I researched. I wonder why is she just Taylor Swift then? Who knows? Maybe it had something to do with Big Machine. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. I could do more research and then like post about it, like you know, if people are interested to really dive into it. But because I, I didn't honestly like dive into that part, I just found it and I was like, oh my god, what? But <laughs> and honestly, that would fit this album very well. If this, if that was the title. Yeah, that would have been a really, I actually really like that. Wow, that would have been really, like, just overarching a good way to encapsulate her entire debut album. Absolutely. Okay, do we want to move on to some quotes? Yeah, let's do it. So, there wasn't a lot to find about this song. Like, I know from when... I was when it was like 2007, 2008, and this was the only Taylor Swift CD I had. And so I was constantly like looking at her interviews and like her MySpace and all of this stuff. I know that she used to talk about this song, but it's it was really hard to find any of those interviews. The only one that's like an interview that I could find was on Song Facts, and it didn't say who the interviewer was or anything, it just had the quote. So this is from Song Facts, and it's basically the same thing that you said, Lizzie, but she said, I wrote this song when I was 13 and had just moved to Nashville. It was tough trying to find out how I was going to get where I wanted to go. I knew where I wanted to be, but I just didn't know how to get there. I'm really happy this is on the album because I feel like I finally figured it out. Um, And then another time that she has talked about this song, she actually sang this as the surprise song on the Reputation Tour. Um, Lizzie, you okay? Rebecca said she can't hear us. First, we can't hear her. She's been talking and she can't hear us. Of course. So pause. <laughs> Can you guys hear me now? Yes. Yes. Okay, so I think, like, I, okay. I was, like, We've talking like three different points of our conversation <laughs> oh no it's like it's, I thought you guys were just ignoring me I was like what the hell <laughs> I was wondering why you were being so quiet <laughs> no I wasn't yeah no, Becca I really talk. hates this song <laughs> she has nothing to say I was trying to talk about, like, the maturity part with what Bailey was talking about, and then I tried talking during the name thing, because I was the only one that knew that she named it. She was going to name it a place in this world. 
how much I, said, I go to like edit this podcast and nothing we've done so far is us- usable because Rebecca is talking over all of us and we can't hear what she's saying. <laughs> I'm just not, like, ignoring her. <laughs> Literally, no one cares about Becca's opinion. Oh I really hope that that is not what's about to happen. <laughs> if right. it makes you guys feel better, I could hear y'all's like messenger dinging in the background, and we don't in our video. So honestly, we might just need to start this one over again. Okay. <laughs> All right. Shall we? Shall we try again? We all have to act surprised. Bailey, you have to bring up the maturity thing again. Uh, (laughs) You have to act surprised when she says that it was going to be a place in this world and then Rebecca can, like, tell us how she already knew that. I also started talking about Jordan Pruitt. You guys can say. Yeah, bring up Jordan Pruitt again. It's okay. Okay, does everybody have their talking talking. points? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you know, I hate that. You know, I know like our podcast is like serious, like we're going through like Tosos lyrics and we're really diving into it, but I almost want to add these funny things into it too because I personally, when I am watching, when I'm listening to podcasts and stuff like this happens, it's hilarious and people so love it. So, do we want to start over or do we want to just leave it and <laughs> cross our fingers that this is usable? No, you know what? We should leave uh, it. I don't know. It might be kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, people, people, guys, I'm saying people like funny things. And they already laugh at our champagne bottles. So. <laughs> they literally asked if we were okay. <laughs> yes. We are not. We are, we are okay, but we are not fine at all. <laughs> Who said that? Right, Who did so, that? That was me. <laughs> okay, Stalkerish, so maybe. Do we just want to pr- just keep going? Yeah, yeah keep why don't we going. just keep going? And whatever. We'll leave it in. Who cares? Whatever. Rebecca, did you have something that you wanted to say about knowing that the title of the album was supposed to be A Place in This World? I think I read somewhere. So take this as a grain of salt. I think I read somewhere that that was like in the contender. But the reason they didn't go with that title is because they wanted her name to be out there and the focus on her name because she was an up and coming artist. And this was her first album. And so by putting her name like front and center and making that like the name of her album, it helped with, you know, marketing. It was a marketing strategy. That's what I read somewhere. I swear. dying because we literally sat there and we were like, I wonder why they do that and you do. <laughs> okay, so shall we go back to Taylor Swift quotes? <laughs> yes. So another time that Taylor has talked about this song was actually when she was performing it as the surprise song for the Reputation Tour at the Pennsylvania tour date. I should have looked up what that was, like what city and like what day. But I didn't. And she did one of her like long little speeches about the song. And so she said, as she's like introducing the song, she says, it's a song that I wrote when I was living in Pennsylvania and I was traveling back and forth to Nashville with my mom. And I'd write songs and try to figure out how in some way I just didn't know how it was possible that I was ever going to get to do this 
but we were just trying and trying every way that we knew how, knocking on doors of record labels. She'd pull up to the front of the label in the rental car, and I'd knock on the door of a record label and say, hi, I'm Taylor. Here's my demo CD. I was 13. And this this is a song that I wrote about not knowing if it was ever going to work out or what I was going to do, and it's called A Place in This World. And then the only other thing I could find that she'd said about this was um, from the live at Soho, like recordings. I don't know if you guys had that. They came out. This when she covered Umbrella. I did um, see this quote actually. Oh yes. What? I did see this quote actually when I was doing my research. So in the live at Soho recordings, <laughs> stop laughing. <laughs> She says, I knew that I wanted to end up making music and on a record label, but I didn't know how I was going to get there. And that's all the quotes I could find. So Lizzie, can you keep it together for us to like finish this episode? Or are you just gonna... <laughs> Wait. Moving on. Moving on. So I don't really have much in terms of critical acclamations. Um, someone described this song as pure Hillary Duff pop. Oh no. <laughs> so, wow. It turns out okay. that this was Stop. not one of her best. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so mean. Also, it's not even but, pop. Like, that's what's worse. Well, it's technically the genre is country pop for this, but like, it's I not. not I wouldn't compare yeah. it to Hillary Duff. I would not compare this to Hillary Duff at all. Yeah, I wouldn't either. But like you like you said before, like Jordan Pruitt. That's <laughs> that's what I think. Yeah. Um but like in terms of like accolades for the song, like the particular track, they only really stem from what was received from the album as a whole. There's not really a whole lot on this song. Like there's not even a Wikipedia page dedicated to this song. So yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, that's yeah. This that's is like the redheaded stepchild of her debut album. It, I guess. Yeah, it kind of looks like it is. <laughs> to her, I to her followers, I like this song personally. I know you guys didn't hear me when I was singing, <laughs> but so that way, it also I'm a redhead, so I can say that <laughs> I can hate on my own kind, my own people. <laughs> Yeah, no, I like this song too. Like I said, like I said, it's not my favorite. I skip it sometimes, but I don't. That makes me sad. I don't think she has like a bad song. Like I wouldn't ever be like, I hate this song. This is the worst song. But like, it oh, it's I not know. one of her best. Like it's not ranking in the top five in any regard. <laughs> I know which is her worst ever. Sweeter than fiction. I can't stand that song. That's all. I like that one. Oh, too. same. No, I cannot stand that song. I can't stand the production. Sorry, Jack. I don't think it's. Sorry, Taylor. I'm so sorry, Taylor. I love you, but I really don't like that song. Like it's messy, <laughs> and like if I hear it, I'll like sing to it. But I would never, ever go out of my way to listen to that song. The Damn it, Chandler, we're not going to be invited to a secret voice. session I now. She's not going to invite us to a secret <laughs> session all because I said I don't like sweeter fiction. <laughs> well, when okay, we get to so... that one, maybe she decides she doesn't really like that one either. So, I don't know. <laughs> I would love to hear her drag her own song. Right. Like, can we request that at some right. point? I would pay good I'm money. Sure. 
I'm conflicted on that because I don't I don't think she has bad songs necessarily, but I just don't like Sweeter Than Fiction. That is the only song that I actually do not like. Uh, I'm not a big fan of me. I like me. I like me too. I like it. I like it because it's like super, like it's a positive song and like. Yeah, it's confident. Like you're never going to find another one better than me. It's duh. I don't like it that much either, Lizzie. And but I know that like most of her fans do not like it, and also most of the general population. But well, I respect what she was doing with the like message of the yeah. Song. When it first came out, I was excited because she was releasing new music. So like I I like I like automatically liked it. But then the more I listened to other songs on Lover, I was like. Mm. This is not good <laughs> in I comparison rank to everything else. Right. In the top five, in you know any sort of ranking, but I don't think it's bad. I kind of like it. Like I wouldn't skip. I love the music video love for Lo- for Lover, but we'll get or not Lover. I love her. me <laughs> and Lover. I love her and Brendan Urie's voices together. I think they yeah, really I agree. Well. I'm yes. upset that Brendan Urie is apparently a trash human being that just kills my little middle school emo heart. Yeah, he's, he apparently sucks. Like, he's apparently terrible. I don't want to look too much into oh. it because no. it's my feelings. I know. I know it's going to hurt my feelings, but apparently he's trash. Okay, we have to have a sidebar there. about this at some point. Not now. Oh we'll my god, yeah. When we get to meet. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can let, we can let, that makes we can me let so Rebecca sad. be in charge of talking about controversies surrounding songs. Yes. That can be your thing. Oh, you know, that's a great point considering considering that who I am as a person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, any controversy in a place in this world, Becca, that you know of, aside from the fact that <laughs> it was supposed to be the debut title out, <laughs> but it was not. Um, no, not that I know of. I'm gonna be honest. This one's kind of boring in the sense of, like, nothing spicy. It's just plain noodles over here. I don't even think there's (laughs) butter on the noodles. Bailey, did we just do the same thing? (laughs) The the water wasn't even salted. (laughs) Get out of my head, Chandler. The second time today, what? Right? Okay, shall we start speaking about the, the the actual lyrics, or Bailey? Did you have anything else about critics and awards? No, that's that's all I have. Rebecca, hello. Oh God, not again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm here. I'm back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> get ready. Get ready for these very deep lyrics. You are going to be blown away by her. <laughs> William Wadsworth poetry. <laughs> what did you say? You know that poet? Will- no, William's Wor- Wordsworth. Wordsworth. Oh, yes. <laughs> I know yes. who you're talking about. I don't know Wadsworth. <laughs> it's just, in a, it's just a, you know, a fancy way of saying Wordsworth. <laughs> I should have picked a different poet. Okay, um, William Shakespeare. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes, there we go. Listen along as Taylor Swift invents 13 new words with a place in this world. Okay, um the first verse is I don't know what I want, so don't ask me cuz I'm still trying to figure it out. 
don't know what's down this road. I'm just walking, trying to see through the rain coming down, even though I'm not the only one who feels the way I do. Okay, I know you guys are like, these are not deep lyrics, but think about it. When you are 13 years old and you're going through whatever kind of like drama, like dramatic crap that you think is the end of the world or you're so upset about, have you ever sat there and gone, I know I'm not the only one who feels the way that I do right now and been like comforted by that? Because I sure as hell did not when I was 13 years old. I do agree. I agree I with do you. agree. Yeah. I mean, I you're right. Like when when I was 13, this song did really resonate with me. Actually, no. I was going to say like, you know, if I start a new job or something, I'm not this <laughs> isn't going to be the song that I turn on. But yes, yeah. 13-year-old me definitely I connected I guess with I this agree. More. Yeah. Um also, I know that we like joked and we said, "Oh, listen as William Shakespeare herself." But like I don't know. There's still like there's still imagery. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> don't know what's down this road. Like <laughs> trying to I'm just walking trying to see through the rain coming down. Like I actually picture someone on some abandoned road somewhere. Yep. Walking through the rain. So like it's still the imagery. Like it's still that piece of it. It's still poetic, I guess in a sense. It's just simple. Like, well, that's And that's my point. Maybe So maybe when I said before that it was not mature, maybe it's just, it's just simple. Like, it's not, I don't know. It just, it, it's not, like, as lyrically, I guess I want to say inclined as some of the imagery was in some of the previ- previous songs we talked about. Like, even Tim McGraw, I just feel like the imagery was deeper, better. I don't know. I think this song really speaks to her age. And that's okay. And like kind of like to Bailey and Chandler's points, it's like that's okay to feel this way at her age. And it's okay that not every song of hers is this like super deep, profound, poetic lyrics. But I will say that with this song, I resonated with it a lot when it came out because, you know, we were in middle school when this came out. And I listened to this through middle and high school, this song a lot. And I really could like resonate with the idea of like, I don't know. I don't know what lays ahead of me in my life. I don't know where I'm going to be 15 years. I don't know where I'm going to be five years down the road. I don't know where I'm going to go to college. I don't know what I'm going to major in. When I'm going to get married, am I going to get married? You know what I mean? Like all you have so many life decisions before you turn 18 and you're trying to deal with like teen angst and drama and boyfriends and girlfriends and all that on top of it. Everything is... It is. If I could go back, like, some of the things that I just, like, absolutely agonized over as, like, a middle schooler and even a high schooler, if I could go back and, like, tell myself, like, how things were going to work out, I would not have worried half as much as I did. For real. Yeah, I agree. Yes. It'll all work out. But, like, when you're at that age and everybody's constantly pressuring you and being like, what do you want to do? So where are you going to go to college? What are you going to study? Are you making good grades? Do you have a boyfriend? Do you have a girlfriend? You know, like, all that kind of stuff. You're like, what? whoa. Yeah. Like, it's just a lot. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's just the, I don't know if it's, like, the hormones of being a teenager. I hate to be the kind of person who's like, oh, you just have hormones or whatever. Like, I think that's a cop-out for the most part. But, like... When you're a teenager, like, everything is changing, like, not only, like, 
with yourself, but like in your life and the things around you and the people around you, like your best friend in the seventh grade might not be your best friend in the eighth grade and your best friend in the 12th grade might never speak to you again after you graduate. Like there's so much to be concerned about. I don't know. So, like, just now, the thought I had, Chandler, when you were talking right there, it this song reminds me of be, finding comfortability in the unknown. Yes. Yeah. So, in a way, that's beautiful. Like, because, and we'll talk about that a little bit more, I guess, as we get more into the lyrics and the chorus and stuff where she really brings that point home. But, like at the end of the day, what she's basically saying in the song is, I don't know what I want. I don't know what's going to happen in the next few years, but I do know that like, there'll be times when I'm right. And there's going to be times when I'm wrong. And like, I'll find my place. Like I'll get there. Kind of bouncing off of that. I just had a thought. These lyrics, like we said, they're so simple. She's literally just like, I don't know what I want. So don't ask me. Cause I'm still trying to figure it out. And that's simple, but like, I think some of the criticism from the for this song, like, honestly, I think a lot of it has to do with misogyny because, like, women and girls are expected to, to not have, like, these, like, kind of simple moments where they are expressing things that everybody's expressing, and it has to be deep, and it has to be meaningful. I didn't even think about that until you mentioned it, and yeah, I mean... Just the idea that you always have to have like, everything figured out. It's not even the, like, needing to have things figured out, but it's just, like, criticizing her no matter what she does. Like, she writes these really deep, beautiful love songs, like, Teardrops on My Guitar and Tim McGraw, and she gets criticized. And then she writes this really simple song just basically stating that she's still trying to figure out where she's supposed to go and what she's supposed to do. And that's not good enough either. Yeah. Right. Yeah, this is the first song, I want to point that out too, like, that isn't focused on, like, a love interest. And they don't highlight that at all. They highlight, you know, all of the boyfriends that she has. And, like, but no, Taylor Swift has always been writing a bunch of different songs about a bunch of different things other than... Like, an arsenal ready for when people would say, she only writes about boyfriends and breakups. And I would, like, whip out this list of songs. I love that. Also, this is is like not related, but I would also take like other famous artists like Katy Perry's discographies, and I would be like, well, Katy Perry has X amount of love songs, and Taylor Swift only has X amount of love songs in her entire discography. And so Katy Perry has more than Taylor Swift does, so you should really be criticizing Katy Perry too. Not that I wanted people to criticize her, but I just didn't like the double standard. Yeah, let's do the horse. I'm alone on my own, and that's all I know. I'll be strong. I'll be wrong. Oh, but life goes on. Oh, I'm just a girl trying to find a place. So I do like um, how she, I do like the lyric, I'll be strong, I'll be wrong. Like, it's it's like, you know, I realize that, you know, I, I might not be doing what everybody wants me to do, but, and that might be wrong or, you know, I'll do something that might not be right, but I'm still going to be strong about it. Like, I'm not going to let it get me down. Like, I'm not going to let this internalized misogyny get to me. <laughs> it's and, like, that's, that's yes. another reason why I say that this no. is such a mature song. Like, yes, simply written in simple words, very straight to the point, but... I'll be strong, I'll be wrong, but life goes on. Like, also, like, can we just talk about how emo the line, I'm alone on my own and that's all I know? <laughs> so 
That's so like relevant it's, to that ver- time. Like I was about to say, it very much fits right? like, 2004 yes. to 2006. Literally. I also really like in this like chorus how she talks. She's basically the bigger message. The greater message here is giving herself the grace to make mistakes. And figure it out, like, on her own. Because that's, like, what being a teenager is about. Like, you have to go through the ups and the downs to figure out, like, the middle. To find your medium. And so, like, and it goes back to, like, Chandler's misogynistic point. It's, like, people, they see the simple lyrics and they write it off and they're not happy when she creates a simple song. But the, the message that's greater here is actually very mature, especially for her age. And it does speak perfectly to her age and age group. Boom, I convinced you all that this is a mature song. Yes. You did. I just want to play <laughs> apples to apples with you, Chandler. I feel like you'd win. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Any other thoughts on the chorus? No. Okay, so verse two. Got the radio on, my old blue jeans, and I'm wearing my heart on my sleeve. Feeling lucky today, got the sunshine. Could you tell me what more do I need? And tomorrow's just a mystery. Oh, yeah, but that's okay. Okay, so how many of you thought that feeling lucky today was really feeling lucky to date? Was that the only one that thought that? Wait, what? Okay, I have always sang that, feeling lucky to date. Got because it's right after the line, and oh. I'm wearing my heart on my sleeve. So then I don't know. I always thought that the the next line was I feeling lucky this. to date. Um, when she was talking about this at the Reputation tour, she was talking about how she would she kind of wrote this song on the trip between Pennsylvania and Nashville. And I can na- now knowing that context, I can. She's got the radio on <coughs> and her blue jeans. She's in the car. She's wearing her heart on her sleeve because she's driving to Nashville to basically share her demo, pour her heart out to all these record labels to try and make her dreams come true. And maybe she's feeling lucky, like, on this day, on this particular trip. Maybe the sun is shining. And, like, she's like, this is going to be good. This is going to be the time that somebody likes my demo and I get a record deal. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of visuals in this verse. She's really describing... I also feel like this verse, like, it takes a turn. Like, before I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Not sure what I'm doing here. I'm just walking. And there's rain coming down and I'm all alone. Like, it's just super depressing. (laughs) You get this verse. (laughs) And it's, like, happy, upbeat. Like, she's feeling lucky. She's got the sunshine. The radio's on. And her blue jeans. (laughs) Like, I like the contrast between the first verse, <laughs> like, talking about rain, and then in this verse, she's talking about sunshine. And I, I mean, that could vary. That's so smart. Like, when you're a teenager, you can be super, like, moody about something, and then all of a sudden, everything is fine. Like, right. this is not me generalizing about teenagers. I was a teenager, and it wasn't really that long ago. And I remember how... Uh, I'm still moody like this, so I don't know what you're talking That's about. I, <laughs> I also, I personally love the wearing my heart on my sleeve line because that's always been the kind of person that I am. Like, I just always feel like I always wear my heart on my sleeve. Same. It can get you in trouble, but it's, it's a so good, qu- it's a good like contrast too. between the two 
um, verses. You know, in this this second verse, you see her be more vulnerable, talking about the heart of my sleeve, feeling lucky today, got the sunshine. And so when I look back at that first verse, I kind of feel like she's in survival mode. Like she's just walking down that road. The rain's pouring down on her. She feels alone, that kind of thing. Here, she's living. She's got the radio on. She's got her blue jeans yes. on. She's got her heart on her sleeve. She sees the sunshine. She's like, this is going to be a good day. It's a beautiful day outside. Especially the line when yeah, she's yes. like, could you tell me what more do I need? She yes. seems like very happy. And like, like down she's ready. Gotten from all the different trips. I mean, she kept <clears throat> doing it. They kept making these trips. She kept knocking on the doors of record labels. And she got rejected so many times. So can you imagine how disheartening that can be especially when you're that young and this is like your dream and your passion and you like can't imagine yourself doing anything else so just the fact that she's able to be this optimistic I mean obviously everybody's able to be optimistic about things but I just I love the contrast between the first two the first and the second verse yeah I agree and also going back to the point about the maturity she says and tomorrow's just a mystery, but that's okay. Like, I no, tomorrow's a mystery, and that's not okay with me, and I'm 27 years old. Like, she was 13 when she wrote this, and tomorrow's a mystery, but yeah, that's okay. No? Like, type A roll call. <laughs> type here. A roll call. Me. Here. <laughs> me. Present. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it goes back to that, like, idea of being comfortable with the unknown. That's a huge, like, lesson to learn, especially at her age, saying, I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but you know what? I'm still going to be optimistic, even though the odds are not great. <laughs> right. And her, but for her, it ended up being pretty awesome. So, with lots of bumps yeah. on the road, but... Yeah, she still got Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Do you guys want to move to the bridge? Because the right. chorus, it, um, it doesn't yeah, change. Yeah, so until the, the chorus end. is maybe I'm just a girl on a mission, but I'm ready to fly. Okay, so this is the lyric that I never knew. I listen to this song. She does not say fly. I always thought she said, but I'm ready to blow. Like she's going to explode on the scene or something. I do not hear fly. And my jaw literally dropped today reading these lyrics. And I was like, that's not the lyrics. <laughs> what? This is the, these are definitely my least favorite <clears throat> lyrics, I would say, in the song because they just feel like uh, in terms of the most juvenile. Yeah. In in terms of um her bridges, it, it's not it doesn't stand out to me at all. Like I literally said before we even started recording, like, is there even a bridge in this song? Like I just like I don't that's like it's anticlimactic to me. In terms of all of her, you know, life changing bridges that she has, this was it not kinda, it. this this it kind of feels like it was this, just this didn't make the cut. If you go back to her track listings and look at the times stamps on all of her songs. This is the second shortest song on the album. The only shorter one I think is "Picture to Burn." If I remember correctly, I'd have to go back and look. Yeah. And this one's only sh- um, longer by like two seconds, so it kind of no, seems so- like they're like, oh. Picture we to need burn this. is two minutes and 53 seconds, and A Place in This World is three minutes and 19 seconds. What? I've got something totally different. Hold on. I'm looking at the back of the album right now. Really? Oof. Okay, hold on. Our song is only three seconds longer than A Place in This World. Are you maybe confusing those? Hold on. 
No, the, on Wikipedia, it says a place in this world is three minutes and 22 seconds, and it's showing it as the second shortest. Yeah, yeah I'm seeing it. Picture to burn was 255. But the album, the actual album says what? And a place in this world is 319. Hold on, let me pull up. Oh, and I thought she changed the chorus after the bridge. It doesn't. She just repeats it twice. Where did this go? Eh, I guess it does, like... Wait, no, I want to know now. Hold I guess on. my whole point was it just feels like the bridge was kind of thrown in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's only two really short lines, and then it's like, okay, boom. It still is one of the shortest songs on the album. Yeah, it, it's still the second shortest song on the album. Yeah. Picture to yeah, it just seemed like it, the... they were like, okay, we need more for this song. Let's. It kind so of threw me off. I hate to, like, keep interrupting and then, like, circle back to this, but I think that um, her album is inaccurate because i just pulled up where i have all these songs uploaded directly from the cd onto my youtube music and it says that picture burn is 255 and a place in this world is 322 it's so weird that is weird Hmm. not important at all but so we all don't even know how long the songs are (laughs) (laughs) right can we even call ourselves taylor swift fans yeah i don't know i just in terms of like I think that's what gets me like it kind of throws me off because like the second verse is so like upbeat um and I mean the rest of the song I I guess like I guess we can call it mature Chandler um but like then you get to this bridge if you can even call it that and it's just I'm ready to fly (laughs) like okay I mean, I mean, it, it's cute. You know what it I mean? It doesn't like, like it's go cute, with the rest of the it's song. Not... It just feels like misplaced. Like, like I said, they just it does throw it. it in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't want to say it's like lazy, but yeah, it just kind of it kind of does what a bridge is supposed to do, which is it takes it from one chorus to the end of the song. Like it literally bridges the song together, but it's nothing too crazy. Yeah. So do we need to, do you want me to go over the favorite lyrics next? or? I mean, the rest of the song is just the chorus repeating two times. And then she kind of at the end is like, oh, I'm just a girl, like kind of over and over again. So that's. You know what I kept thinking? Because I've been reading these lyrics. And that's why I was asking that because of like, oh, I'm just a girl. Because I wanted to bring this up. <laughs> I'm kind of getting a feminist vibe, like a feministic vibe from this song, like at the end there, when she's saying like, oh, I'm just a girl trying to find a place in this world. As women, it's so much harder to find a place in this world. And especially as a girl in the music industry. Yeah. Absolutely very difficult because that industry is so cutthroat. But as a girl, as a woman, as a female, yes. it's, your place in this world is obviously slighted. And probably always will be, unfortunately. Yeah. And very, her leaning into that. Uh huh. It's very simple. Like the nod to it is very simple. Maybe but like, now that you mention it, yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, and like that's kind of goes back to what I was saying. Like people kind of drag this song for being so simple, but it's. I mean, it really does have a deep message. It does really feel like kind of like girl power without being too cheesy about it. I mean, it's a like it's a country pop song, so it's kind of cheesy already. But like, it's got that girl power vibe, but without being like seeming like yeah, without seeming over the top for sure. 
over the yeah, top. It's not in your face at all. It's very like subdued. Yeah, it's very two thousand four, two thousand six. Yeah, it is, is one hundred percent. I agree. Taylor Swift turning us all into secret feminists at a young age, and she right. didn't even she was a feminist back then. She yeah. was. So was not realizing it. She was ahead of her time. Yeah. She always has been. That's like part of the magic. <laughs> yep. Agree. So for me, my favorite lyrics, and we've already talked about this, and. I might have been cut off <laughs> when I tried saying this earlier. But my favorite lyric by far, which I think everybody will agree, is I'll be strong, I'll be wrong. I agree. Agree. I think that's just such an, again, simple but effective. So I agree. Like, I can't imagine being that interesting I feel like it's the- as a 13-year-old. But I really it's the- related to that, that lyric for so long, like as a teenager. Yeah, because she's basically saying your mistakes don't define yes. you. Yeah. In way simpler terms, obviously. But, like, that's the greater message by saying, I'll be strong, I'll be wrong, but life goes yeah. on. Read between like, the lines. Like, it's... This person, I feel like you yes. almost have to read between the lines. Like, when you're just listening to you the do. lyrics, you don't get the the underlying misogyny. You don't get the underlying feminist tones. You don't get the positivity. You don't... You know what I mean? But then you actually right listen and maybe even read them you're like oh wait a minute like yeah you like you get all of it absolutely i think this is a really good message for young girls like and i know it was great i feel like for me at my age because when this came out this was like for all of us like it was during that like life-changing time in our lives when we're in middle and high school and you've got just all these crossroads in front Mm -hmm. of you but for anybody else who's in that age group as well i think this is such a good message the whole song, all the messages. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, yes. I needed this song when I was 13. This is, uh, I needed yes, a I song really to relate to, to and it this was is just one of and them. And then I guess my other favorite lyrics are, oh, I'm just a girl, like, trying to find a place in this world. I know that seems, like, really, like, basic to say, but, like, you know, just going back to the bare minimum of saying that. I, I gotta say, my sure. favorite, yeah. I just want to say my favorite verse is verse two. Like, because I think that is when it really, I don't know, I picture like my favorite days where everything or everything seems like to be going my way and I'm happy and everything I was feeling before, if I was feeling yeah. sad or like it or goes away. Like, like, you know, whatever what hardship you're going through like, it's at just the like, moment, like doesn't matter because in today you're happy. So whatever made you sad 20 minutes ago is irrelevant. Right. Yes. Like it's like it because it's a she's describing a moment similar to how she True. was doing it in like Tim McGraw and, and Picture to Burn. She's describing and teardrops on my guitar. This is a specific moment. And I think it's like I, what you're saying, Lizzie, is I totally agree. Like I think about we it. all have those moments where like we're in the car, the sun is shining, you're wearing like your favorite outfit or like an outfit that makes you like feel really Not good really. and you're like and your favorite song comes on the radio and like you're like, This is awesome. Like yeah, it just, yeah. This just reminds me of, like, when I first went yeah, on like, drive and, like, putting having all my Taylor Swift CDs, like, in the car and, like, putting this one on in the summer and, like, rolling the window down and just driving. Like, that's what that – this whole song just reminds me of that. Yeah. I, yeah, I was going to say, road tripping oh. uh, to – Bailey, this is for you uh, – Road tripping with my grandmother to um, the Outer Banks or, like, to 
Myrtle Beach, any like vacation that we would go to together. And my grandmother had all the Taylor Swift albums <laughs> and Jonas Brothers but, and everything. Yeah. And would like, you know, blast this. But the same feeling, the same feeling of rolling down the windows and, you know, whatever yeah, dramas are going on matter. in our personal yeah. lives, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Because that moment is so much fun. Like we are just soaking it all in and you don't realize it when you're living the moment that it's like the best like that you were actually like experiencing a very happy moment it's when you look back and think about it and I don't know it's nostalgia and I I love like this the whole second verse just because it it, you know she does go from really like being sad and like kind of lost to being okay with being lost and taking you know the positive days you know and rolling with it and i don't know i i I don't know this is a glimpse of happy and i like so the secret message in this song get ready to feel emotional i found it she's looking for a place in this world and the secret message is i found it that's so sweet wow okay wait so on the site for the so it tells me the secret this hidden message but then it also says taylor wrote a place in this world when she was 13 she later found this song when she was producing the album and decided to include the song in the album so this is like a double meaning this is a double meaning i feel like because yes she found a place in this world but she also found this that's really interesting wow decided to add it (laughs) to that is so it is well i know that sounds so bad to say like i don't mean it like like oh like (laughs) depreciating it's oh my gosh that made me very emotional very emo there i just it makes me happy that she wrote this song and like it's a very upbeat song but she wrote it because she was nervous and she wasn't sure if she was going to be able to do what she wants to do. And she's like, I'm trying to find my place in this world. And then the secret message is, I found it. And that just, ugh, right in the heart. Yeah, that's, yeah. Seriously. She didn't have to go she's... that hard with it. I mean, damn. No. She <laughs> never does, but she always does. It's like, whatever was lacking in the bridge she made up for in the mm-hmm. secret quote in the secret quote <laughs> because I can't Bailey has forgiven this song for its lack of a bridge I guess <laughs> you know how I feel about her bridges we know <laughs> yes so I mean I guess that pretty much wraps up I'm really glad that we're doing this and I got to like really go back and listen to this song and listen to the lyrics and have this discussion with y'all because there's so many things that I'd never thought of that just kind of, and like things that just occurred to me while we were talking about the song. And I feel like I have a new appreciation for it. Yes. And I think that's the beautiful thing about this podcast is that we get the opportunity to go back and listen and analyze older songs and also you know introduce it to people that i might not after reviewing the lyrics that's really special listening to everyone's thoughts i take back what i said about it not being mature (laughs) (laughs) i have poor bailey was bullied into her (laughs) i really was (laughs) and i'm trying to imagine a world when or some reality where Taylor Swift named her debut album A Place in This World and how that would change 
it might how we look at taylor swift i don't think it would yeah. change how i look at taylor swift but yeah, i really like the idea of the it might you never know in this world but i get from a marketing perspective why they went with taylor swift but a place in this world would have just been quintessentially taylor like yeah yes we love it thanks for listening to our podcast Look out for our next episode where we continue our exploration of Taylor Swift's debut album with her first ever track five, Cold As You. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok to get updates on next episodes. Handles for our social media can be found in our description. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye.